The following podcast is a She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com production. Welcome back to the She Did It podcast. My name is Sydney Nanberg, and I am the creator and founder of She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com, your self care and mindset resource. If you are listening to this, thank you because you are committed to investing in your own personal growth and development, and I appreciate you being a contributor to this community. My intention is to consistently share valuable information and lessons to help you live a fulfilling life. I want you to come here looking for inspiration and leave with the tools you need to take on whatever it is you are going after. Achieving fulfillment starts with taking the first step, and you're doing it. What's up, everyone? It's Sydney, and I'm so grateful to have you here today listening to another episode of the She Did It podcast. Today's episode is one that hits home for a lot of people, including myself. I don't know about you, but I can get super overwhelmed at times. It is the worst feeling ever between being the CEO of two full-time businesses, my family, my boyfriend, and just life. It can get exhausting, but it doesn't have to. It's all how we handle it. So that's why I'm talking about six ways that you can stop feeling so overwhelmed. So if you have ever felt totally burnt out, overwhelmed, exhausted, and you need a few handy tools, then keep on listening and let's dive in. All right, so I'm so excited to dive into this episode because it is one that just, like I said, hits home with so many people. In life today, we just get, I mean, always, I'm sure, but we get so overwhelmed and there's just so much going on in our lives and we put so much pressure on ourselves. And like I always say, I love being this like human guinea pig that tries everything and anything in life to find what works. So these six tips that I'm sharing with you to help you to stop feeling overwhelmed comes from the lessons that I've learned and what works best for me. And I hope that I can share it with you. I always say, you know, there's so much out there on the internet. Like, how do you know what to believe? And let's just cut to the chase, like what works and what doesn't. So this is what works. So I've been wanting to record this podcast for a very long time because I am always overwhelmed. I just, the difference with me is that I just don't let it stop me or get in my way of progressing in life. What I've realized is that we are always going to have things that we need to do in life. Some days there will be more than others, and it's all about how we choose to look at them. Perspective, okay? So if we can shift our perspective and get organized, we are already one step ahead. I want to share with you my secrets to tackling feeling overwhelmed. And it's not really, they're not really secrets, but I like to call it that because I'd like to spice up these episodes, you know? Although I still, you know, face the feeling of being overwhelmed at times, I have put a system and routine in place to prevent the feeling of being overwhelmed to stop me from doing things. So I like to think about it that way. I like to think about preventative measures. So if you are a listener of the She Did It podcast or you read my blog, sydneynanberg.com, or you follow me on social media, you know that I talk about preventative measures. So that's my thing. Because if we're being real, I've totally been that person that is so beyond overwhelmed that I literally just lay in bed and watch Netflix. Rick and, well, no, Rick and Morty's actually on Hulu, but on Netflix, there are a lot of really, really good shows. And um, I've never really been a big TV person. This is a total tangent. I've never really been a big TV person. But then uh, I got introduced to some Netflix shows, uh, some Spanish Netflix shows, actually, The Grand Hotel, Cable Girls, um, Velvet. And um, then I got my boyfriend Pedro into those. And then I got my family into those. And then I got my friends into those. And um, it's very distracting, guys. So Netflix, Hulu, I mean, I do watch Rick and Morty on Hulu, but very distracting. 
Anyways, sometimes when I get really overwhelmed and it's too much and I'm burnt out and I'm tired, I result to TV. I go to TV. So anyways, I'm over that though. <laughs> I am a no excuses kind of girl and a CEO and I just don't have the time to watch Netflix so I can't let things get in my way which is why I believe in preventative measures. Well, if I do, like I said, it's, you know, those little TV shows. Highly recommend them, by the way. I just, I have to go back to that. If you need a good Netflix show, I've got you covered. But anyways, let's move forward. You know the shows to watch now, but you also know to take preventative, preventative measures. So last Tuesday, I want to share a story, my schedule, basically. I had an insane day, and I opened up my calendar, and here is what I saw. I have my calendar in front of me right now. 10 o'clock a.m. appointment. 12.15 p.m. appointment, 1 o'clock p.m. appointment, 1.30 p.m. appointment, 2.30 p.m. appointment, 3 o'clock p.m. appointment, 4 o'clock p.m. appointment. This is actually real. And between those appointments, I have to do my work. And I also wake up at like 5, 6, sometimes 4 in the morning, you know, and I'm working, right? That's a lot. And I made a huge mistake and scheduled all of these appointments in one day back to back, knowing that I also had a lot of work to do. Oh, and on top of that, I had to edit three podcasts and write two new blog posts and, you know, work on my clients' accounts, and I had a friend coming to visit. And so, yeah, that's some of the work that I had to do. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, I, I look at these things, and I'm like, oh, my God, Sydney, what are you doing? So talk about being overwhelmed. I get it. Sometimes all I can do is laugh at it like I am right now, but that day I was so overwhelmed, like, to an extreme, and it was like I didn't have any time to prepare. I had no idea how I was going to get it all done. And the thing about me is that although I get overwhelmed, I know that it'll get done and it must get done. It's just that initial like, holy shit, you look at that calendar and you're like, how? Like, how is it going to happen? And now you might understand why I result to those Netflix shows. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into these tips to decrease that feeling of being overwhelmed because no one wants it. So number one is your mentality. I'm pretty sure I honestly start many of my podcasts and my blogs talking about mentality because mentality is everything. Mindset is everything. I can give you all the tips in the world on how to stop feeling overwhelmed, right? But the reality is that you can't make overwhelming situations disappear. You can't avoid overwhelming situations. You have to put in the work and I can't do it for you. So the first thing that I want you to realize is that you need to make a major shift in your mentality. When I opened my calendar last week and saw all of those appointments, my initial thought was, like I said, shit, how am I going to get how am I going to get through this? And I switched gears immediately and adjusted my perspective. First of all, I'm grateful to have all of those appointments. Second of all, who knows what I will learn from those appointments. Third of all, I remind myself of how accomplished I will feel at the end of the day. I'm a business owner, I'm going to have busy days. It's how it goes. Even if you aren't a business owner and you just have a lot to do, it is what it is. You have to get it done. You can sit and feel overwhelmed or you can just go with it. It takes the same amount of energy. Now, like I said, I'm a big believer in preventative measures. Um, so we're going to get into that now, but I always have to start it off with mentality. So number two, your morning routine. You know I talk about this a lot. I've written a few posts about this. I've done podcasts about it. I And now I'm going to talk about it again because it's important. And it can help a lot of areas of your life. So I used to just wake up and get right to work. And I would be a mess, like all over the place doing a million things. And if we're being real, there are days where I still do that, but in a more organized way. So the difference is that I start my day off with self-care for the purpose of setting myself up for success, making sure that I am in the right frame of mind. 
As I said in step number one, your mentality is everything. You need to get your head on straight. It's easy to get caught up in the feeling of being overwhelmed, but if you learn how to manage it, you're good to go. So to make sure that I'm equipped for the day, I put myself first. So here's what I do if you guys want to take some notes. Again, my morning routine has become extreme and I actually recently did an interview and someone asked me about my morning routine and they said, how did you get in the habit of building this morning routine? And I said, honestly, it started with one step at a time. You have to start with one thing. So if you don't currently have a morning routine in place, you know, just start with one thing that works for you, get in the habit and then slowly build. But here's my morning routine. I wake up early. I'm recording this right now at six o'clock in the morning. I love it. Um, but I also did some, you know, I also did my morning routine before this, but here's what I do. So I wake up early. I open the blinds for some natural light. However, it is dark outside right now. <laughs> I drink a couple glasses of water. Um, you can read about it online. Actually, my dad told me to do this a while ago because I would get so dehydrated. And they say that when you wake up first thing in the morning and you drink water and before you go to sleep, it wakes you up and it gives you a boost of energy. And it's true. If you think about it, dehydration leads to feeling fatigued, a lack of energy. You just don't feel good and you're going the whole night without water. So if you wake up and you drink water first thing in the morning and you let the natural light in, you're going to feel so much better already. The next thing I do is I make the bed once Pedro is up because he typically sleeps a little bit later than me. So I just, you know, kind of like stand there and wait. <laughs> just kidding. I, I wait till he's up and like he goes because we both work from home. So I wait until he goes to his office and starts working. And then I go crazy and make the bed. I take my vitamins. I meditate for 10 minutes. You guys should try the app Headspace. If you don't meditate and you want to get into it, it's a free app. I always talk about it and I'm like, no, it's not sponsored. But Headspace, if you're ever listening to this, I would love to be sponsored or at least to like partner and talk with you because I love the app so much. So no, that's not sponsored. Um, I journal and what I journal about is just anything that comes to my mind. I write three pages. You can journal in your own way. You can set a timer for five minutes in journal for three minutes in journal. You can just write a gratitude list. You know, I, I do take that moment for gratitude also, but there are lots of ways to do that. And then I go and I walk for an hour. You don't have to be as extreme as I am. Um, and while I'm walking, I usually listen to a motivational podcast or I call my parents and I talk to somebody that I love. Then I come back and I shower and I go. You know, guys, I am a morning person. So like I said, don't be overwhelmed. I know we're talking about how to not be overwhelmed, but don't get overwhelmed by my system. This is what works for me. What I want you to do is create a system that works for you. It could be as simple as waking up, making the bed and journaling for a minute and then going to work. You know, because I am such a distracted person that I happen, I happen to be all over the place, I have to find ways to stay grounded and this routine works for me. And when I take this time each morning for myself, I become present. I set my intentions for the day and prepare my mind and I feel like I'm in control of my life a little bit more. This routine really helps me to feel focused and ready to take on whatever comes my way. And that leads me to feeling less overwhelmed. So while my morning routine might sound like a lot to you, it actually sets me up for success so that I can make better decisions and be more level-headed. So when you make time for yourself every day, when you start the day, you are going to feel better. Whereas if you, there's a lot of people who just, and I used to be one of them, I just wake up, look at my phone, scroll through Instagram, you know, and then I, I and then I just get going. And I just don't feel good and I get overwhelmed and then I look at my calendar. But if you take a few breaths in the morning and you journal about or and you, you know, whatever comes to your mind and you you have your little routine, you're going to feel more stable, which will help you when you feel overwhelmed. And that is a preventative measure. It's just 
I think empowering is, is the word here. So number three, time batching. This is a really good preparation method. I am obsessed with time batching and it has made my life so much easier. I think that everyone time batches differently, but this is what works for me. For example, my mornings consist of my morning routines, responding to emails, developing content. You Remember, you can apply this to your own life. I own a marketing company. I have a podcast and a blog, so that's a big part of my morning. I'm the most creative in the morning, and I'm aware of that. I'm very self-aware. So I know that in the mornings, I'm going to be more creative, and I'm going to be able to get more done, so therefore, I will feel less overwhelmed. My afternoons consist of meetings and podcasts and client work. So that is what I try to stick to, and it doesn't always go as planned. And some weeks, my time batching is like, you know, for example, Monday, content development for the week, client work, and that's what I focus on for the day. Tuesday, meetings. I'll schedule all of my meetings for the week on this one day, and then I'll do client work in the afternoon. Wednesday, sometimes I dedicate Wednesdays just to podcasts. I'll schedule and record, you know, a month worth of podcasts in advance, and I'll do some client work. Every day will include client work, by the way. Thursday, sometimes I dedicate Thursdays to strategizing for the month, thinking time, and sales, and then client work. Friday is usually an analytics day and then client work. You know, there's different ways to time batch your schedule and you can dedicate different days to different things or you can dedicate, you know, break it up, you know, the morning I do this and the night I do this. Or if you're an entrepreneur and you have a business and you you don't know how to, a lot of things that, I mean, a lot of the time I run into to this with clients, for example, clients that I coach, not my, my month-to-month clients, but they don't know when to make time to you know, create content and schedule it. And I always say, you know, pick a day of the week where things aren't as hectic and sit down for two hours, dedicate that time and schedule the content out and create it. I mean, there are so many ways to batch your schedule and I have an entire blog post on it that I think you should check out. Um, And it makes a huge difference. So although I do my clients work on a daily basis, I do try to structure my week so that I have more hours in the day to focus on certain tasks. This way I avoid distractions, become more efficient, I feel more productive, and when I feel more productive, I'm less overwhelmed, all right? So if you don't know about time batching yet and you're waking up and you're looking at your phone and you're you're all over the place, put a morning routine in place and start learning how to batch your schedule a little bit better. It, it makes a hell of a difference. I'm also a big believer that you're going back to the morning routine, that your morning routine actually starts at night, meaning set yourself up for success the next day. So if you're not a morning person, do your to-do list at night, do your calendar at night, take out your clothes for the next day, eliminate decision-making, take your vitamins out, put them next to your, on your nightstand, take out water for the next morning, just make it super easy. Let's go to number four now, lists. I am a huge list girl, but not just any kind of to-do list. Speaking of lists, which I just said, um, of course I have my to-do list and it's written out on paper. I don't use Google calendars or anything like that. It's just not me, okay? I highly suggest you start by getting rid of that multitasking mindset. That is only hurting you. That's my opinion and this is what I do instead. I do my list on Sunday nights and my my list and my calendar. So kind of like how I said your morning routine starts at night, you can either do this on Sundays or you can do this during the week. So I sit down about an hour before bed, grab my highlighters, my favorite pens, set the mood with my Himalayan salt lamp because you know I'm all about that twist, put on some soothing music, put some lavender oil in the diffuser, and get to work. The reason that I set the mood is because I want to avoid feeling overwhelmed when I know I have a lot to get done, right? So if you have that like spa zen vibe in your home, it's just going to be a little bit more calming. And creating a calming environment is my key and obsession when it comes to facing any kind of stressful situation, okay? Okay. 
So also, Sunday nights are a great time to do your to-do list and calendar because then you can wake up on Monday morning with one task out of the way. You know what needs to get done and you're set up for success. And I find it to be just, I'm less overwhelmed when I plan the night before, whether that's the week you plan out for the week or you plan out each day. I can just go to sleep with a calmer mind and that is also a huge tip for reducing that horrible feeling of being overwhelmed. Like I said from the beginning, it's called preparation. So if you have your to-do list, you know, you're going to feel so much better. So now you have your to-do list. Mine is usually huge. But what I do is I simplify by priority because a lot of times we'll start writing down all the things we have to do and we get overwhelmed by all the things we have to do. Okay, so what's the solution to that? This is what I do. I go and highlight with my favorite color highlighter, of course, my top six to eight priorities that must get done that day. So when you have a huge to-do list like me, it's really overwhelming to look at, right? Then you don't end up doing all of the things that you planned on doing because you're too overwhelmed. So say goodbye to that mentality. Just choose the most six to eight important tasks, highlight them, work through them one by one and check them off as you go and only focus on that six to eight. When you have less tasks that you know need to be accomplished in a day, you are more likely to get it done. It's just easier to manage. If you don't finish a task that was highlighted, maybe you are working on some bigger project, you know, that's okay. Just move it over to the next day and make that the first thing you work on. Prioritizing and preparing through lists will help you to feel less overwhelmed. If you're only focusing on a shorter amount of tasks, you are more likely to get it done and you're going to work through it quicker. Number five, say no. This is a good one and I'm obsessed. I'm a total people pleaser, not afraid to admit it, but I need to work on it. When I finally learned to say no to people or situations, my life really did change. Learning how to say no is powerful and it isn't a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you are saying no inf like infinitely, but you are setting boundaries. You cannot do everything and you have things that need to get done. Sorry, but sometimes we all have to be a little selfish and that's actually okay and it benefits the people around you better. I get it. Things are going to come up during the day and you are going to have to find a way to fit it in and make it work. There are non-negotiable situations, okay? And as a business owner, I do what I have to do no matter what. But the idea is that before you accept a request, take a step back and make sure you have the actual time that day to commit. We get into trouble and increase our stress levels when we start saying yes to things that we simply don't have time for. You'll leave yourself feeling overwhelmed and basically like a mess working endless hours. The best way to handle the situation, in my opinion, if you don't have the time for that commitment, is to say, let's find another way or another time to make this work or to get this done. Here is my availability, dot, dot, dot. Give them your availability. And when you really think about it, saying no can actually increase your productivity levels, make you more accountable and committed, which can turn into greater success. It's all because you prioritized and accepted requests that you were capable of taking on when you had the time. Got it? So number six, take action. You know, think about it logically. If you have so much to do and you are absolutely overwhelmed, not doing it isn't going to help, right? You need to take action. Check one thing off at a time. Getting started is the most difficult part. Waking up last week and realizing that I had so many appointments that day and tons of work in one day was absolutely overwhelming to the point where I did want to sit in bed and just watch Netflix, those shows that I told you, which... Go back and listen and find out what I told you because those are really good shows. And you can watch the English sub subtitles if you don't speak Spanish. It's okay. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 it was overwhelming to wake up and have all of that stuff to do. And I did it myself. I, I purposely scheduled those appointments. But 
you know, I'd feel so much worse if I just sat and thought about how much I had to do rather than actually tackling one appointment at a time and just moving forward. Sometimes, you know, I some someone, sorry, someone that I used to work with once told me that he actually likes to leave the office each day, even if it's an hour late, with all of his tasks completed for the day. That way, he can go home with a clear head. And I know that sounds really simple, but I never used to do this. I work from home and I work for myself, so it's a little bit different, but it still applies. And I gave it a try and I did all of the tasks that I didn't feel like doing. I took action instead of thinking about the negative. And I have to tell you, I felt so great at the end of the day. Going to sleep knowing how much you accomplished and how productive you were is fantastic. It's that feeling that's like, okay, I did this. I got through it. And it's it's addicting. So at the end of the day, you need to just start. Take one thing at a time. Shift the way you think about the situation and just keep moving forward. Is it easy? No. But like I always say, is it worth it? Yes. So I hope you guys found this episode super valuable. If you found it valuable, please go ahead and leave a review. I would be so grateful. I love all of your feedback. I appreciate all of you listening and for being part of this incredible community. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the She Did It podcast. Invest in you, put in the work, and see the results. Bye, guys.